we go. You are listening to only the important stuff. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me. It is Monday, October 30th, 2023. One day away from Halloween. Hope everybody is having a great week or starting their week off in the right fashion. Coming off an absolutely fantastic weekend. Got a little snow up here in the Midwest, which is a wild deal. Probably not going to register at the same scale and or effect as the great Halloween blizzard of 1991. Uh, shout out that blizzard and everybody who tells those stories forever and ever. On today's episode of Only the Important Stuff, got a good friend again uh, from college making his, uh, I don't know, third, fourth appearance somewhere in there. Mr. Ross Holly. We, we talk a lot about, you know, kind of how we try to stay right as we continue to kind of drive on with our lives and what we do to kind of stay even. Uh, and then we, we talk about his professional baseball playing career and really kind of the psychology behind, you know, success and how to shape young kids as they are pursuing whatever they are pursuing. But I really think a lot of this translates beyond just athletics and really focuses on the mindset that, in my opinion, I think is necessary to really find success in your personal, professional, whatever life you're talking about. So without further ado, Mr. Ross Ollie, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Ross. How you doing, brother? Caught me mid-drink there, Jeff. I'm doing great, man. <laughs> uh, lovely, lovely Tuesday evening. You know what, Jeff? What's up? Uh, I got you. I got you on my screen right here, and I've got we've got Fubo TV streaming in our house. Okay, yep. I don't know what you have, but we got Fubo TV. The reason why I went from YouTube TV, the reason why I went from YouTube TV to Fubo TV is because YouTube TV ditched MLB Network, and I'm like, well, I want MLB Network, so Fubo TV has MLB Network, mm-hmm. so everything's great. I'm loving Fubo TV, and then postseason comes along and uh, I believe it was it started what was in the division series and I don't get to watch the National League division series because it's on TBS well Fubo got into a fight with TBS they so they don't they don't have TBS so I gotta watch MLB Network the Spanish broadcast so Bryce Harper uh it made me think of it made me think of like our bus trips all the time uh but i'm like i don't know what he's saying i know what he's saying pelota and uh fuera but uh i'm i got the the the, the base name i was like yeah I'll, i'm i'll absolutely i'll just put it on mute i don't need to i don't yeah. need to hear what they're saying anyway you know absolutely i'm doing the same thing i just sent you a picture i got i got you and the game right next to each other uh, oh, I you know, got perfect. one eye on each and, you know, totally engaged, totally engaged in the conversation, but, but dude, it's good to talk to you. I needed this. Uh, yes. I have been, it's just been a, a rough like month, um, yeah. professionally. So I like, mm-hmm. I'm stressed the fuck out and it's just like, you know, I, I need to talk to some dudes and just reconnect and kind of reground myself. You ever you ever get like that where you just kind of like you oh. feel like man you're just running in a thousand directions and you don't you don't oh, know which Jeff. way to turn sometimes and you feel like crying and you feel like beating things up and you feel like uh, you're like who am I what what am I doing what is going like how right. how is it still like this no the the answer to your question is yes I feel like that mm. and 
I've gotten pretty decent at identifying when I feel like that to just kind of, uh, try to try to give it up, try to quit being in my own thoughts and just yeah. stop thinking about it. Um, but what, let me ask you this, what, what's, uh, what, what, what's going on professionally or what's, what's the, um, what's the, what's the stress coming from? Uh, you know, typical year end, you know, let's look ahead, you know, the company going through ABCD, you know, I'm not, without getting into details because, you know, there are some people who listen to this, um, you know, and so it's, it's just, it's just a lot. Right. And, you know, when you're going through all that and like trying to deal with all of that, as well as still be like your normal self and just knowing like everything's on edge, it just, you know, there are days where you're just like, man, what are we doing? Why am I, why am I putting up with this shit? You know, why, why are we chasing this? Like, there's gotta be something, you know, like it just there, you have your moments where you're like, there's gotta be other op- options. Um, you you know, you never, I, tr- as you mentioned, like I try not to get like too down and too into my feels and too worked up about it. Um, try to like kind of refocus and say, all right, man, you know, it's up to you, like kind of how you're going to go attack the day. You can either be a little shithead about it and complain and whine and, and bitch and moan, or, you know, just go get your shit done, make some progress and get on to the next day, you know, and you'll get through it. Man, I, yeah, and and um, I'd like to think at this point in our lives, we know that it's like you almost expect it. It's going to come, and when when it comes, it's like, hey, it's just a season of life. For sure. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't make it suck any less, but it's it's accepting that you know what they say about baseball. It's a game of failure, dude. Life is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just when you just when you think you got to figure it out, you're like, boom, you don't. Right. Um. So. I, I really do. I, I know, I, I don't know your details, but I know similar details that I can relate to in my life. And I'm like, geez, yeah, you uh, just, if I had a dollar for every time I was like question myself, I'd be, I'd probably be a millionaire. Yeah, there's now. like some questions. There's just like stress and it just, you know, you, you, things just start to stack and you're like, fuck, all right, you know, let's, let's try to reset here. Um, get that get that mojo and that momentum back in your life it feels like you're going in a positive direction as opposed to wallowing in your own self-pity yep <laughs> type yep. shit that's why hey or you just jump on a pod and make it all better that's right you man. know i do that's one of these jump. but that's the thing for me man it's one of my things that like helps ground me and get me back to get me back to even if you will man i i, I feel you on that i i uh i'm not gonna get all philosophical or religious here but thank God. I thank God for God because man, when I get in those moments, I'm just like, take it away. Uh, it's yours. Take it from me. I'm, t- I'm done thinking about it. Uh, someone once told me that, you know, when a negative thought comes into your mind, that's the devil. The devil is trying to pursue you. Uh, you know, there's two people pursuing you every day, your mm-hmm. savior, Jesus, or the devil. And it's your choice and who you want to let in. And I know this, I, I believe that with my whole heart that I'm like, if, if I let Jesus in and I say, handle it, I need your help. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives me a better perspective. It grounds me, centers me. But if I'm like, if I just let it, let the devil own me, man, he will. And he'll just devour you, you know? So I, I, I'll get in my, I'll get in my meditative mindset and, you know, talk to God a little bit. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, and like, look, like I'm not the most religious dude on the planet. Right. Um, 
Neither am I. It, it's one of those, I don't know. I, and I'm not trying to like go down this path by any stretch, you know, but I'm not, so I'm not the most religious guy, like, right? Like it is what it is. Um, and, you know, like talking to Hunt and like, you know, him saying like, that's his purpose. And like, you know, I don't know how you can have one without it. And it, for me, it's just, you know, like I try to just remind myself, like live your life, you know, like know who you are, know where you're at, like know where you're trying to go and, and, and just be comfortable in that and know that like life is tough. Right. And it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to throw shit at you. Um, and it, you, you, you're going to get through it. It's never as bad as you think it is. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm super guilty of time at times of the kind of like, spinning and like i said and, and you know when you get through that it's like all right you know recognize like what are your things that get you out of that and and try to like focus on those you know um and so that's what i do in this yeah you know, and this is one of those things and you know spend time with the family spend time with the wife like that's the that's the shit right that grounds me you know I, hey and you know what i i think i think everybody i think the most successful people in life and successful meaning they don't ever get too high. They don't ever get too low. They're pretty much in the middle. They have, they kind of have a routine in a script figured out about how things need to go for them. You know? Um, so hearing that with you, I mean, that makes me feel good to know that you, you, you at least have a, um, you know, like a, like a, like a plan, like a playbook to go to and say, Oh crap, it's fourth and 15 from the, from the 30 and we were, you know, we just lost, we got to, we got to score on this play. What play do we go to? It's everybody's got to kind of have that. Here's what I'll say. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't say I'm not good enough. I don't think I'm my, the discipline in my life is what's key for me. If I can live in a routine, that's key, but that's the key to my normalcy. But I've learned and over the course of the last few years, especially is it, my routine is nothing without what I feel my faith sure. uh, gives me and, and what he, the, the power he gives me and the, you know, the, this praying to him and just, I mean, geez, you know, like, Oh man, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to ask for. I don't know mm. why I'm feeling this way. Um, but, but the routine with a little, with, with knowing that he's in charge of it, man, it's, it's, it's been a difference maker for me. That's a fact. And everybody's different, but for me, yeah. that's what works. Well, and you know, like, look, like I, it, for me, it's not, uh, I don't, I've never cared what anybody, you know, like believes in or <laughs> subscribes to, right. Like it's their yep. life. Right. Um, but as you mentioned, right, like just that, that consciousness in yourself to turn to it, whatever it is. Right. And, uh, you know, like I believe there's something, I don't know what it is that, and that's kind of where I come at it. Right. It's like, I don't think that I know the answer. Um, and if somebody thinks they know the answer, that's cool. Like more power to you. Um, I just, I kind of think like life just kind of happens right a lot. And you have to be again, true to who you are, true to what you know, what you believe in and, and know what your purpose is. And, you know, again, like for me, it's my purpose is like be a good friend, be a good family member, good, be a good husband, father, you know, so on and so forth. And so it's like, don't, don't let those things slip away from you. And, you know, praying, meditating, talking to whoever, whatever it takes anybody to kind of get through something like more power, 
right to whoever yeah. that is like i'm all for that you know um because sometimes it's it's as stupid as like dude just talk your problem out to yourself in your head right which in a roundabout yeah. way is kind of like praying to somebody and saying you know like and you're just explaining where you're at in life and it like relieves a burden um mentally yeah. physically spiritually whatever you know i don't know Hey, I'll, I'll and then we'll, we'll, we can move on. But I'll, I'll say this: I heard yeah. this is uh, it's not about being religious, like religion. Uh, I, yeah. like, I, 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 I can't do that. Like I, religion, religion. This is about a personal relationship sure. with Jesus Christ. It's relational. God, it's a relational. It's re, it's about a relationship. So, no offense, but my relationship with Jesus Christ has nothing to do with anybody else. Right. It's my relationship with him. And that's, it's that I heard this the other day. It's, it's, we're not pursuing religion. You're not pursuing, Oh, check the box. I'm a robot. I did everything right. I was supposed to do today. I'm going, no, right. no, 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 no. That's not what God says. He says, you, you come to me. I gave you my son, Jesus Christ. He walked on this earth. Mm. He died for your sins. And, and he's free for you. He's your salvation if you accept him. And I'm like, oh, why would I not? You know what? Here's what I did. I accepted him and I asked questions later. And I asked questions sure. when I, when I, cause it's it, in the Bible, it says, you know, childlike faith, man, I'm, I'm, I'm as childlike as they come. And, sure. and I, and I, and I'd like to think, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty simple dude, pretty you know, pure in a lot of ways, uh, not in other ways, but, um, I, I, I put my childlike faith in Jesus Christ. I'm like, if you told me that that's what it is, God, I'll believe you. Sure. Sign me up for that. And then I'm like, okay, how does this work? And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, it's a relationship. Do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. Um, I get to heaven through Jesus Christ Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on him and I'm going to, he and I are friends. Like literally I'm just like, he is sitting right here, right here with me. Mm-hmm. Anybody can talk to him when they want. And I'm like, it, it just, that's how I, that's how I do it. So it's not Absolutely. religion. It's relational. Yeah. And that, that to me has been, uh, that's been huge for me because that's, that's hard for me to understand, especially, I mean, I think it, for all of us that we're like athletes, you're, we're so, we're so process oriented Mm. and you're like, okay, I need to get to X mile an hour. I need to be, I need a certain result. And by doing this, I get a certain result. Well, uh, that's not how it works. You know, um, we're so we're, we get athletes tend to become so results oriented. Um, you know, that sometimes, you forget that it's probably, it's not even about the results. It's about the process, you know? So, sure. um, man. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and that that's nice. that's life, right? Yeah. You know, uh, that's what like makes sports. So like, you know, awesome and so uh, valuable is it kind of like beats that into you, you know, um, like, like you said, right? Like you can have bad performances, uh, or you can be going through a rough spot professionally, you know, but at the end of the day, you just got to get back to work and keep working on the process. The results will come eventually, whether you're a salesperson or an operations person or a marketing human, whatever, right. You know, like yep. do the little things and eventually the success will come. It, like success does ne- never happens overnight. You know what I mean? It, no, very, no. Well, I shouldn't say never, and, and, very rarely. And, 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 and it's kind of like what, what, is, what even is success? You know, like mm-hmm. I was, I was 
I was, uh, after school today, I went downstairs and my wife and daughter were sitting at the table and, uh, my daughter was doing, um, spelling and she's, yeah. had, or she's having a hard time understanding she's, she's a kindergartner one through nine. So we write down, you know, write down number one, write down number two, write down number three. Mm-hmm. And she was writing stuff like backwards and mm-hmm. she wasn't getting it. And when we got done, you could tell she was trying, she was getting a little bit frustrated. And, and my, my, my message to her was, it's not about if you did it right. That's not what this is about. It's about that you put the effort in to try to understand it. There's no question in my mind at some point in your life, you're going to understand how to write the number three. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but you, if, it, if three is harder than four, well then let's work on three, you know, and, yeah. and let's figure out how we can make three, you understand three more and how to do it. And, but, but, but the, 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 the feeling we as humans, this is something that I take a tremendous amount of satisfaction in is is there anything better than knowing you gave your best effort after uh, for, for any given day when you hit, when your head hits a pillow and you're like, man, I, I BF that day up. I, I, mm. I, I got after it. And, and I'm like, if you can break that down into like little like tasks daily, like for, for Sierra, my daughter, it's, it's like, so what you suck at counting and writing it down. So what, but you practice, you put in some work and you know what? You'll probably be a little bit better tomorrow. And if you're not, you're still going to do it. And you'll probably be better. Mm-hmm. The results will come. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, is that, is that a struggle you have with your kids? Like the, it, it's something that I work on my kids with, right? Is like the effort factor. Come, you say, know? Hi. Hey, come say hi to Jeff. Yes, you do. Come say hi. This is come over right now. Right now. <laughs> you say hi to Jeff. Hi, <laughs> man. How are you? Hi. Our things, yep. Yeah, great you. appearance, great appearance. Second appearance on the pod. Yeah, second appearance on the pod for old May. Yep, love it. Uh, but 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 to your question, you said asking about, um, am I like am I like that with my kids? You Wait, mean do they struggle with that? Like struggle with putting in the effort? Uh, you know what? Do the do the kids struggle? Like, is, or or, or how, I guess I. But, Tell me the question, Jeff. Do the kids struggle? Like, do you struggle getting your kids to understand its effort, right? And and it's these little processes. It's the practice, right? Um, like as an example, right? I remember like a while ago, you sent me a video of of your son swinging a baseball bat, like off a tee, and just, I mean, just a a rope, right? And yeah. What did that come naturally to him or what was it like initially like a little bit of a struggle and then he eventually got it. And now he's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Or it's dude, it's such a different dynamic. And like, I'm coming from a, so Ryder is my, is my biological son. Yep. Kaiser's my stepson. Sierra is my stepdaughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they all call me dad and, um, I consider my kids. Right. And I'm thank God for that. Um, it's so weird, Jeff, the way I, the, how the different dynamic, just raising the boys versus Sierra mm-hmm. and then the dynamic of the biological versus steps. So, so the answer to your question is it is, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard trying to understand. It's not hard, but you have to be super focused on, on, um, 
am I doing this for the right reasons for them? And man, I've missed the mark so many times and I'm a lot harder on Ryder than I am on Kaiser, but Kaiser is a tough son of a gun and he doesn't get his, he doesn't get his feelings hurt like Ryder does. Mm. And, but, but Ryder, they're, they're both very smart dudes. Um, I would, I would describe Kaiser as just like a soldier. You tell him to go run through that wall. He's going to do it. If you tell Ryder to, he's like, why would I run through the wall if I could jump over it or go around it? And you're like, cause I said, run through it, you little dick. Uh, but, but, but what I'm learning as a dad is this, if they enjoy doing it, just take baseball. If they enjoy doing it, I'm not the person that should be robbing their joy. I'm the person that should right. be increasing their joy and letting them like enjoy it, like have fun doing it mm. and teach them. And you, you and I both know this, that it becomes really fun when you start knowing it at a very high level and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm paying attention to things. You know, the way you watch a twins game, uh, you know, versus our kids, you know, that it's, it's, yeah. it's night and it's night and day, you know? So mm-hmm. it's about just, just, it's, it's, if they, Back to the the idea of the process. If I if I think they like what they're doing, I'm going to do the best I can to show them how much fun the process is. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. Well, because you brought up a good point, right? Like the and I was having a conversation with somebody about like you know trying things out. You know, you just, you want them to find their thing and try things out, and you know you they get frustrated and they're not good and they're like oh, I don't like that, right? And um, well, the person I was talking to, they brought up a good point. They're like, well, they don't know if they like it yet. I'm, or there's gotta be a part of, they don't know if they like it yet because they're not having any success at it yet. Right. Mm. And so yeah. there, it's the thing like my wife and I work on with our kids is we're going to try this, but you got to put in the work to see if you can like it. You know what I mean? To yeah. see if you'll eventually yeah. like it because it's no one likes baseball if they strike out all the time. Well, that's right. Or if they can't throw, right? Or you don't like basketball if you can't make any shots, or you hate football yep. if you can't throw and catch. And so it's all right. Well, you got to put in some work to learn how to catch and throw, and to learn how to hit a ball, and to learn how to shoot, and all those things. And then once you get like some fundamentals down, you can really determine if you like it. And so, like we focus on, do the little things, get the basics down. You know, crawl, walk, run, right? And yes. so, like my son, yes. he um he's he's not like the most agile like he doesn't tie everything together physically right he can throw but he doesn't like use his body right and and get the momentum moving in the direction and throw it like again tying it all together and like he can jump but when he has a basketball and he goes to try and jump and shoot it's super disconnected and looks awkward right so we we've i've got him in this like <laughs> i've got him in this training i, I laugh i laugh because i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> you know about. what i mean yeah. like it's until you can like realize like your momentum and like how it all ties together and some kids like that's just supernatural for them and god bless them like that's awesome good for them but you can learn that stuff and so we've got him in this like uh training group that works a lot on like plyometrics and, you know, cutting and jumping oh, and like tying it together. Yes. Right. And I talked to him and I was like, look, kid, you know, look, Jack, like when you're there, your goal is not to win the training. You know, it's like when they show you a drill, do it slowly, understand yep. the movement yep, and get better at it and get better at it. And then 
you will win on the field eventually versus, oh, you were the first one to do the ladder drill, you know, in the group of five kids. Like, who cares? Like, you're not, no one's giving medals for exercising. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and, it, it's getting it into slow down. Makes me think of the makes me think of like you know when we were freshmen at Augustana and we're we're doing all the plyo stuff at first and you're like the box you know learning how to you know do with the with the, the footwork and hey the other day we were at well, I was out on the ladder and I, I was able to do this, what I used to do you know and I'm like it's it's it, it you learn the skill right you know mm-hmm. you know how to do it because of all that practice and you you take your time doing it but uh, it's it's. I would love, cause I know you're much like Ryan and I, and you know, all of our buddies are, we know how to give crap. And there are times when I see something, I'm like, what yeah. was that? And, and I'd love to see like your reaction. Like, Oh my gosh, is that like, I'm freaking him. This is an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard, right? Like, cause as you mentioned, like uh writer, like he takes it hard from you probably because there's a lot of like idolization as you know understandably right like you're his dad and he knows who you were or or what you've accomplished and he wants to like make you you know and there's like this wanting to make somebody you know make your dad proud of you and all these things and like when they do something like that and you're like what are you doing that's not how you throw you don't throw with your right foot forward and they're like just messing around like well do it right you know, like, yep. like that, yeah. that's what I want to do. And I have to constantly remind myself like that was how my Gosh. dad treated me with basketball and I hated yep. it. And so I, I always, I, and I tell him, I'm like, look, look, let's go out. If we're going to go play catch, let's play catch for like five minutes, just doing it the right way. Then do whatever you want. You know, like you, that's, you want to start messing smart. around with me. Like we'll mess around. I don't care. I'll throw it from the ground. You know, like I'll throw a sidearm, whatever you want. You know what I mean? And. Yep. Try to do that with them because it's it's tough to get those little dudes to focus for an hour on mechanics. And, and, you know, you, and, and you know what though? Like we we live as dads in a different era than when we were raised. And think about this: like the specialization that has taken off. Even 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 when we were like in high school and in college and everything, it was coming and when you play at that level, there's only you, 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 it's like you almost forget that you were a kid at some point you forget oh, yeah. that. Hey, Ryan and I used to go out into the street with a lacrosse ball and chuck balls at each other as hard as we could and take ground balls and just do stupid games. Right. They were games and yeah. it, it had nothing to do with baseball, but guess what? If you, you, but, but now everything is so dang like, it's so specialized and it's like, I, 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 what you just said, I laughed cause I'm like, I do the same thing. It's like you do it the right way. Well, why can't I dink around and, and do it the way where I can learn something new? You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's always, it, everything is always so serious and it's gotta be done correctly. And it's not, it's like, it's not playing anymore. It's right. like playing a sport. No, just go play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's just, you know, having to remind yourself, you know, slow down, you know, let them, let yes. them be kids. Cause they're kids. Like there's, I mean, shit, dude, like when we went to college, like I remember it felt like two, three times in the fall, two, three times in the spring, McCabe would be like Heinrich cut it out. <laughs> Cause we'd be, you know, we'd do PFPs or 
do be doing something and I would be fucking around as hard as I possibly could. Cause it's the worst. Those are the worst drills on the planet. Like nobody wants to like field ground balls all day. Standing you know? a lot, standing in a line on the mound. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, dude, I, all I want to do is throw a ball hard. I don't want to learn how to field. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so like when it wasn't my turn, I'd be messing around with Teddy or somebody and, you know, coach would be like Heinrich, cut it out. All right. You know, like, so yeah, it, there's whatever, still yeah. that want to make it fun, even when you play at a, a higher level. So it's just constantly reminding myself, like, it's okay, man. Like, be a kid, learn the process, get it down, and then, yeah, then let's mess around, you know? It, it, you know, it, I think the thing that I want my kids to know the most about me, more than anything, mm-hmm. is, like, I'm a human. Hey, I'm an F up. I, I've screwed up so many times. I am, I am, um, don't take me too seriously. Like it's okay. Like I get it. I'm intense at times and all that, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty lighthearted. Um, I want to have fun with you. Let's have like, let's, let's get to that point. And you know, what's so cool is like, I see, I see both boys right now. They're starting to talk the game at a higher level. They're starting to understand it at a higher level. And I'm like, did they, did he really just say that? Like, did he really know the situation? Did he really know what was supposed to be happening right there? And y- you, we're going to miss the innocence someday. For sure. We're going to miss that. You and you and I are going to miss that. We can't go outside and tell our kid to quit dinking around and throwing like an idiot because he throws better than we do, mm-hmm. you know? And you're like, what, what happened? For sure. So I think I just try to keep that perspective. And I know this, I, 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 uh, I'm, that's something that I'm consciously, that I consciously am aware of consciously that I pray about. I'm like, don't be too hard on these guys because, you know, I remember just being a coach when I was just coaching baseball and I, I, I never do never lost it on kids. Never. Mm -hmm. I was always, I, I always felt like I was a pretty fair guy and I was, I'm trying to get them to understand, um, uh, just the game and understand what was going on. And so I was pretty laid back. And, and I think a lot of guys would say that they'd say, you know, I was fun probably, but you know, want to win and all that stuff. But when I have my own kids and when you, when it's there, when it's yours, it's like all of a sudden that changes, you yeah. know? And I'm like, be the guy, be the coach that you would have coached, you know, when you were, you know, when I was 30 and I was coaching dudes that were, you know, absolute studs, be that guy. And, why, and, and why do you think we relax? do that? Cause I think we oh. are all guilty of that. You know what I mean? Like every one of my friends that I talk to, they'll, they all say the same thing, right? Like they, they're hardest on their kids. Um, as like an example Gosh. setting mechanism. Here's what it is. Here, it's because it, it's no matter what we, we they're a reflection of us and what we have to grow and learn as adults, because we're always learning anyway. And I think you're probably learning this. I know that I've learned it is the results they get on the field are not a reflection of how I raise my son or my son or my my sons or my daughter. Mm -hmm. That's not who like, what are the things that matter? And, and, and I catch myself doing this. I get, we, we get compliments. My may and I get compliments on, on our kids a lot. And, and they'll be like, man, love your kids. 
yes or no, sir. Always looking you in the eye. Um, they hustle, they coachable, they're respectful. You should see the way they treat. We have an older, older lady, a neighbor who they'll go walk her dog every day. They take care of people. They're respectful. And as a dad, I, I caught myself, uh, you know, like in the spring saying, I want it all though. Like you can do all. No, I'm like, but really what, which one would you right. rather have? Right. You know? And I'm like, I want the ones that I want when my, when my kids meet you someday, I want you to be like, good job. Yeah. Good job, Ross. You, 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 did, uh, you, you want them to be good quality people that contribute to society that aren't deadbeats, that aren't freeloaders, that don't, uh, that aren't mm-hmm. entitled. And, and, and I could dude, I could go off. I, I'm, I will, there is, there is a situation that I'm close to now and I watch the entitlement going on at the age, at the, at, at the kid with the kids. And I'm like, why do you not see that as a parent? How does that not just kill you that your kid talks to uh, a, a grownups like that? How are you, how does it not right. kill you that they talk to you like that? You know, I'm like mm-hmm. writer, I, we'll, we'll get in the car. I'm like, Hey, if you, if you ever talk to me like that, what would happen? He's like, I'd, I'd be dead. I would die. I'd get a bullet. I'm like, yep, that's right. Don't ever forget that. You would get a bullet if you talked to me like that or anybody else. So it, it, how much, how much just knowing that they're respectful and they're lovers and they're kind, that's, that's the best. That's, that's what's important. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those are the things that my wife and I probably like, I don't want to say overreact, but those are the things we react to the most, you know, um, yes, like disrespect, yes. disrespecting, Yep. You know, adults, um, talking back to your mother, you know, we were just at, we just went on like a little vacation. <clears throat> um, and where'd we you were, go? Yeah. Uh, just Wisconsin Dells. Okay. Water park capital of the world, my man. Um, we need to get up there sometime then. And, uh, we, you know, it's like the last day we'd been there, you know, and we're doing all these things for the kids and, you know, going down slides, you know, ice creams and you know go-karts all the stuff right and like it's like the last night and we're at an arcade and we have like 12 credits left it's not enough left for two games and they're together right it's enough for one and then somebody else has to play like a dink game right and yep you know jackson's like he he's like well i didn't get to you know you know he kind of like started whining and i was like and i kind of like snapped him like I kind of mimicked him, you know, I'm like, Oh, you're doing it so bad, you know, <laughs> like, and, and he, he, you could tell he was, he was tired and frustrated and he's like, okay, dad, you know, like he kind of like snapped back at me and I like, I leaned in and I'm like, don't you ever, you know, talk to me like that. Like, Ooh, I don't know who you God. think you're talking to or who you think you're going to get a ride home from, you know? And he was like, oh, God, you know, you could see. And then, then he goes into a pity party and you feel bad because you're just like, ugh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it's moments like that, like those little things, even though, you know, cause that, you know, you're not, you're not punching your child or anything, you know, but yeah. it's definitely a different reaction that he got out of his parents over something that he didn't think was a big deal. Right. Kind of like this talk back, you know, and yeah. it's like, no, 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 that's a big deal. You don't disrespect me and your mother when we've you know, we spend a ton of money to come here and do these things for you. You think you're, you know, it's like, you think your mom and I want to go to a water park filled with kids for four days. 
There's so many more things we would rather do than sit in that environment. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, sometimes you got to like, and then those are the things like for me that I kind of like catch myself. I'm like snapping, like knock it off, dude. Like I, you, you, you know what? We look back at this and just, just think of Rod and Deb. Okay. And I'll think of Tom and Deb and I, and I'll say this of my parents, the thing that I am as a 43 year old, uh, trans male. Well, wait, I mean, male <laughs> as a 43 year old male. Uh, the one thing when I look back at my parents and I'm like, what, what am I thankful for from my parents? Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm, here's what I'm thankful for. There was never negotiating or, or there was, it, there was never debating. There was never, this is a democracy. Yeah. And I never questioned it. Um, I, it was like, no, that's his way. And it's, he's the president, mom's the vice president and I'm freaking, I'm freaking section eight. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's how this is. And, and I'm like, I'm so thankful at how consistently, how consistent they were day after day after day. And you know what? Like, there's like this little things I look at now and I'm like, you know, uh, Sunday, for example, Sunday was for church and winding down and not seeing friends. And, and, mm-hmm. and so like when I was an adult and everybody was like Sunday, Sunday, I was like, oh, I gotta be in bed by eight o'clock. <laughs> I can't do, I got school tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And I look, when I look back at it and I was like, there was no debating. There was no, like we did, we did life the exact same way every day, every week, every Friday was the same. Every Saturday was, it was all the same. Yeah. Variations with whatever the activities were, but the expectations of that day, how it was going to work were always the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, that's, that's what I admire so much and love so much about my wife is, is something that she's given me back, you know, after going through just hell and back is, uh, the, 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 the consistency in which she lives her life is just amazing. And you, you go back to that idea of successful people live in routines, Mm -hmm. you know, that makes me realize that my, my parents, I don't know that they wanted to be the way that they were, but they were because they understood how important it it was their job to raise children. I mean, what would you say? I mean, I know you could say the exact same thing about Rod and Deb. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, as you mentioned, right. They had the routines. My dad was very, um, routine oriented and driven and yeah it, it it definitely it rubbed off and give, i i think is a is a big thing for like your own success right because you just saw it and it's something to emulate and so on and so forth and it's a good reminder you know as you as you mentioned right because you remember that now and you hope that you got to remember like it's always you're not raising kids you're raising adults that's right. You know what I mean? And That's you right. want them to be successful wow. adults and they have to learn what it takes to be a successful adult. And they see so much more of what you do every single day than you realize, you know? Oh. And yeah, like I admittedly, like I'll have my moments and, um, if I'm not able to kind of like get home and talk to my wife, you know, cause she's the, she's the thing that kind of like helps keep me in check emotionally from too you know too high too low too upset um you name it right and she just kind of brings me back if i can't get home and talk to her like when i've had a bad day 
oof, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough in the Heinrich house, you know? And so, yeah. um, it's important to remember that, like you said, right? Like trying to have those routines, no doubt, no doubt about it, dude. Oh. Hey, I, 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 I've gotten to the point, Jeff, where I'm, I'm, I'll say this. Um, and I, I, I watched it with, with May and she never eats bad stuff. She never puts mm. horrible stuff in her body. She'll drink wine. Right. But she literally, she, she, if, if I had a can of Coke and she was dying of thirst, she'd say, I'll die. Like she doesn't put that crap in her body. And I have put a lot of crap into my body and used to not even think about it, but I'll say this over the course of the last two months, I have had this like awakening and I'm like, it's like, I'm, I'm like a, a Petri dish. I'm testing myself. And I'm like, every time I take a risk and say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to eat horribly for lunch and I'm going to eat horribly for dinner. Or I'll eat, I'll have like a big breakfast. If I put crap into my body, fast food, soda, whatever, I feel like absolute butt crack. And I'm, I'm learning that, Hey Ross, if you consistently want to have energy every day and you consistently want to feel good, man, you got to treat your body the right way. This, you know, I'm like, I got a Ferrari here and I'm putting freaking, uh, <laughs> uh, what am I putting into my, I'm not putting that little sugar unleaded, dis- unleaded yeah. discount in there. I need to put the premium stuff in there, you know? So I'm like, uh, but it has been tremendous because cutting back, I don't drink soda hardly at all. If we go out, maybe I will, but even in then it's like, it's in moderation. Cause I'm like, if it's too much, we had pizza tonight for dinner. I had one piece and one bread roll, bread, one bread thing. And I'm like, back in the day, I had to put that whole thing pizza down, right. you know? And I'm like, but it's, it's finding the routine. What do you put in your body? How do you treat your body? Do you work out? What time do you go to bed? All those things, you know, all the things that Tom Brady does, you know? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Speaking of speaking of Tom Brady, your your uh, your little Vikings had a nice little win yesterday. They did, my man. They did. They shouldn't have, yeah. but they did. You know, that's that's the it's the life of a Vikings fan. They win when they're not supposed to, and then yep. they're going to lose when they shouldn't. So it's super fun. You're you're a Broncos yeah. fan, right? I used to be. I don't. Not I don't anymore. really care much about them anymore now. Uh, I'll watch the Cowboys, and and the reason why I watch the Cowboys, I love. I love how just obnoxious their fans are. Yeah. It's like everybody, every, all these Dallas Cowboy fans. And, and again, I, I, they're the local team. I watch them, but the fans are just, it's, it's pathetic. And, and I, and I love, I love watching when they lose because I know Monday morning, the world is going to be on fire, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, what do we do? Uh, but, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I get asked that or what, what I like watching baseball. I like watching football. I don't really care who's playing. Yeah. I like, uh, I like, I like kind of going against Norm. I know like if I see the Vikings, I'm like, man, I, I hope they're ripping Jeff's, uh, Jeff and Ted and Andy's <laughs> heart out. <laughs> yeah. No, well they do more than most. Right. Um, I feel yeah. like I've become more of a fan as I've gotten older, right? Like when I was, yeah. uh, when we were in college, like I could have, and it was crazy cause that was 98. You know what I mean? Like, when they lost, I, you know, it sucked, but I didn't really give a shit at the end yeah. of the day. Um, but then that like was in, 90, that was 98 when Morton missed that mm-hmm. field goal, right? We were freshmen, Wide right? freshmen in college. We were oh. watching it, um, in the dorms. Yep. Um, it was like Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, right? Yeah. 
Hundred percent, man. Uh, and then we went. I, mean, I, I remember watching the Super Bowl: Falcons versus Broncos at Curses. That's right. That's right. I remember that. And, and rooting uh, for Elway, you know, to get one. But so, so now you, 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 you're more of a fan now. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Uh, just a way to stay connected to athletics, probably. You know what no, I mean? You know what it is. You're, you're a, you're a, you're a tax-paying member of your of your community, and you want your community to be well represented. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't get. Like, I don't get that worked up about it. I'll watch them, you know, but like when they're bad, you know, like the, uh, a Sunday ago, not this last week, cause they were on Monday night, but it was a nice day. My wife and I went out and we hung Christmas lights. I didn't even watch the game. It's like, you know, I'm not going to waste wow. gorgeous afternoons in the fall watching a team that, you know, they don't care about me. <laughs> let's, 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 let's rerun that. What's the date today? October 24th. And you just told me a couple weeks ago you went and hung Christmas lights. Yes, sir. You got to do it before it gets cold, huh? A hundred percent. So here I got a <laughs> yes. Definitely have to do that. It's supposed to snow on Sunday, Ross. Oh. Um, so with that in mind, yes, I hang my Christmas lights early. That being said, this year. Uh, we upgraded and I put on uh, permanent lights. So it was the last time I'm ever going to hang Christmas lights. How does that work? They're, they're like hidden. It's like an, an, an extension on your Eve. And so it just looks like part of your house. And then you just turn them on at night, like through an app, you can make them do whatever you want. That is brilliant. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, where man. did you get those? At Home Depot or Lowe's or what? Um, so there's a couple different systems out there. We went with uh, I think it's called Everlight or Trimlight. I'll, I can look it up, send you the link. But they have these DIY kits that you can buy and you can trim them and have them match perfectly to the, the line of your house, and and you're done. Brilliant. So I can turn Let's them on the Fourth of July. You know, make the house all red, white, and blue. Uh, yeah. and, so so it's like LED, and you can pick whatever color you want. Yeah. Dude, that's a no-brainer. For sure. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to do that. I am dead serious. I want to do yeah. that. And then you're done. You never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, let's uh, let's 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 bang out this Memorial Day and, and get it going. Let's get this Halloween rolling with with some orange. <laughs> We've got them on right now. <laughs> Man, I am. I. Am. You know what? I'm proud of you for that. I'm Thank proud you. of you for that. Thanks. You know. You know what you need to do. You need to start uh, after. You need to start making traditions after every. Twins win, light it up, oh, navy yeah. blue and red. After 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 every Vikings win, light it up purple and, and gold. Absolutely. Hell yeah. That's a good that's we'll a good that idea. House. We'll be that house. No doubt about it. <clears throat> oh, I want that. Um you know, like I feel like last time you were on, we never talked about your experience playing professional baseball. We touched like we we talked about it like I mean, it was like a gloss over. Yeah. What was that like for you? Like getting drafted, going there. Talk me through kind of like the beginning stages of it. And then we can talk about, you know, how it went, what you learned, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me say this. Um, I'll start by saying this. And this is something that I always talk with kids. Uh, anyone that I work with is you have no idea how fragile um, the psyche is. Yeah. And you, you got to strike when the iron's hot. And I'll say, I'll say it like this. 
after my junior year at Augustana, man, I, I had an amazing year, my junior year. And mm-hmm. from a, I don't care statistically it was good, but uh, from a feeling perspective, I was like, man, I am, I'm ready. And I didn't mean like, oh, you know, I did not mean like some, some cocky way, but I was like, I'm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was ready, but I was like where I was as a 21 year old. And I, I, I was ready and I, and transferred to Kansas state and going to Kansas state drastically affected my confidence. Um, because one, I saw, I just, I'll, I'll be, I'll be blunt about it. It didn't go the way that, that I thought it was going to go not from a, from a, um, not from my perspective, but Ryan's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that affected me a ton. Um, and as a, this is something that I, I always took with me as with, when I coach too, is you get to a certain age. Like if I was coaching you, Jeff, when you were 18, 19, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have messed with you at all. I would have said, what do you want to accomplish? And then it would have been all mindset. I'd have said, all right, let's, let's focus on strike one. Let's focus on pitching to contact. Let's focus on, it, it would have been minor, 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 minor mechanical things. And it wouldn't have been a whole lot of introduction to new things. I would have tried, I, I would like to believe that I would try to get the best out of you as a coach and say, what's he good at? Put him in those situations to help him be good. Sure. Um, when I got to Kansas state, uh, I, I was a Friday night guy, so I was thankful for that. Um, but about mid to quarter, three quarters of the way through the season, it started to take a turn and, and the turn was the confidence started to, to lack. And it was, it was, it was for whatever reason. Uh, and, and I started to lose feel of my pitches. I started to lose some feel of what, you know, um, I lost feel for, for, for locating my fastball and, um, but it was, it was all still there physically. It was still there. So that's fine. I went into it and, and I'm like, I, 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 I still knew I was going to get drafted my senior year. I'm like, I, I, I really felt that. And, and I did. And, and it, what's crazy to me is junior year lights out. I get drafted and I get drafted higher my senior year than my junior year. When I'm like my senior year, I was like, man, I'm the last half of it. I was just like, yeah, uh, you know, sure. he's, he's just a good arm. And, um, uh, so I got into pro ball and I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, dude, man, I was a mental wreck. Mm-hmm. I was a mental wreck. I, 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 I didn't, I remember being in a rookie ball and, and I got, I got, when I got drafted, I, I went down to, uh, Vero beach for, for rookie camp. You go down for for three days and you get acclimated with all the Dodgers stuff they want to talk to you, talk to you about. Sure. And, uh, um, and then. I went to rookie ball in great falls, Montana. And I started to like, feel like my old self. And I, 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 I think I was there for like two weeks and they promoted me. And Mm -hmm. out of that draft class in 2002, I was the first guy out of that class to get promoted. Um, so they sent me to, I went from rookie uh, from they back then it was low a high a low or it was, it was low rookie. Or, or uh, yeah, low rookie, high rookie, uh, low A, high A, double A, triple A, and 
they they originally assigned me to high rookie, which was uh, they call it short season Pioneer League. Yep. And it was a good league. I mean, it was up in uh, Great Falls, Montana. And I went up there and I, 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 I dealt. I, it was good. Sure. It was like, but I, my, my pitching coach was a Dominican dude who didn't really, he was a former catcher, but he was very simple communicator, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the guys that were on that team, man, I mean, ugh, there were some dudes like big leaguers on that team. And uh, uh, then I got, I got sent to right when I was, when I started to feel comfortable with it. I got sent to, I got promoted. So like, I'm supposed to be happy. Right. Uh, I get a call in from my, my manager, whose name was Dan Billardello. And we're in, we're in, uh, we're in Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he said, Hey Ross, come down to my hotel room. Uh, I need to meet you It was in the morning. He said, come, come to my hotel room at noon. And we were, we played, we played, uh, the Cincinnati Reds affiliate that night. And he said, after that, we were driving up to Canada for a series and uh, he said, come to my room at noon, whatever. I went down there and the pitching coordinator, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, minor league pitching coordinator, a guy by the name of Brewer, uh, last name of Brewer, the, he was in the uh, room with him and he said, hey, uh, you're, you're going to, we're, we're, we're sending you out to, to low A. Sure. And I was like, what? And, I mean, it gives me goosebumps thinking about that because I, at the time, I didn't know it. I was still just mentally gooed up. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was trying to accomplish, you know? Sure. And, uh, so I went to low A and, and I did okay. Uh, you know, that, so I, I, I summered that first summer I was in, in rookie and then low A. So they call short season, full season. Mm-hmm. I finished in full season in a full season, a ball. Then I went to spring training and the whole off season, I just fought the demons in my head of, um, I could, I just, the demons of, Today I felt good. The next day I didn't feel good. Then it, it was it was bad, man. It, and it was it was a twenty four seven thing. Okay, like I didn't sleep a lot. And when I woke up, I was thinking about this. Um, but I was in really good shape. I was still you know ninety five on the gun. Uh, and I went to spring training, and it was just a battle every day. Oh, in my a mental battle for me, not like a a physical battle. It was like. I just want to feel that way. I just want to feel good about it. And and I remember I, I got a, I got, a, I pitched uh, Alex Cora. Uh, who was the other guy? Uh, there are a couple of big leaders. Uh, they, they had me throw in front of Kim Ang, who was the lady for the Marlins who just got, uh, uh, she quit their GM, but it was, it was, it was all the brass watching these big leaders in their rehab or their at bats trying sure. to figure out what they wanted to do with the spring. And they came to our field and I got to pitch and I freaking was, oof, I was good. I was real good. And, uh, it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. And, and mm-hmm. I remember after that game that I, I threw against the big leaders, uh, Brewer, the pitching minor league pitching coordinator pulls me aside and he said, Hey, when are you going to realize that? Like you're like, you're like a year away. And I go, what? And he's like, you're like a year away. You're, you're probably a season away. And I said, season away from what? He's like from the big leagues. And I go, I was like, he's talking to me. And that was after that outing. And I'm telling you, it was just up. He goes, Ross, your shit is so good. And I don't want you to be anything other than your fastball and your curveball. You're not a starter. 
but you, you do what you do. You could come in and you could pitch in the big leagues for a lot of years. And I remember thinking I in, in Jeff, Oh, I, I, I say that out loud. Like that was a conversation that was had with me. Yeah. And it's like, I wasn't involved in that conversation. And I was like, that wasn't me that he was talking to. I didn't believe it. And cause I, cause I, I still was just the demons, the, the, the mental battle that I was like going on in my head. So, uh, I fought the rest of spring training. I got sent back to low A and then I had like, I, I can't remember two outings, three outings, but it was like, it was like May the end of my second season and I was still going through it. And after an outing, I remember we were in, uh, we were at home, Columbus, Georgia, and uh, Roger McDowell was our pitching coach. And Roger and I were tight. He was cool, man. Like we were, he was always, we were always, he was just so smart, man. It was just, I could tell you stories that I could tell you about this guy. It was unbelievable uh, what he could do with the baseball. But uh, after an out, a bad outing, I, I remember I literally went in and I, I, how did the outing go? I think I got two outs and then I went and then I went, uh, I, we had a shortstop there who, who was in the big leagues for a lot of years with the, with the, I can't remember the, the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and, and there were just, there were big leader, big leader at third, big leader at short. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was, it was, it was a good team. Uh, Edwin Jackson was, I mean, it was good. I think Russ Martin was on there. Really good team. And I come in in the eighth inning and I get the first two outs. And then I walked like three guys in a row and Roger came out just casually. Like we, we, when he was with the, when he was with the Braves and I watched him all those years on TBS, when he'd walk out and make a pitching chain or talk to his pitcher with his hands out in his back pocket and just come out and just get right in your face. And kind of like Greg Maddox does, he'd, he'd be like, Hey, you good. And I, and I remember standing on the mound. I said, I'm not, I'm not good. And he's like, okay. And, uh, uh, he's like, well, we'll, we'll let, let's, let's get you out of there. No big deal. And I said, okay. And I went and I sat in the bench. I sat down on the bench and he came and uh, after that, he came and uh, sat down next to me, you know, put his, put his hand on me and said, don't worry about it, Ross. And, and mind you, Jeff, I'm so stupid at this time that there are guys in front of me being released in spring training that were in my draft class. I was a 31st round pick. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a 10th rounder that was released there. They release you when they're done with you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, but that's me. I'm, I'm the guy that's getting released and they're never talking to me about being released. I didn't understand how to, the signs. So I'm sitting there on the bench that night and Roger comes and sits down and he goes, uh, yeah, he's like, it's, it's all good. Ross. He's like, he was simple with his words. He's like, it's good. Don't worry about it. And I, and I said, I'm done. And he's like, what? And I, and I go, Roger, I'm, I think I'm done, man. I, I'm, I'm done feeling like this. And he's like, feeling like what? And I said, I, I don't, I don't even, I can't even explain it. He goes, let's talk after the game. And, uh, I went into my manager's office who, who coincidentally was, I think it was, it was Scott little the year before it was Dan and Dan, Dan Billardello and, and rookie ball, Scott little and a, a ball. And then it was Dan got promoted to a ball so he was a full season manager. So I knew Dan and we're sitting there like, man, like it's bull Durham type stuff. And I'm sitting there with, with Roger and Dan and I, they're like come into the office. And, and I just said, uh, I went and I sat down 
And I, and, and I think I was crying because I, I knew I was done. And, uh, yeah, Roger was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, what's going on, man? And he's like, I just said, guys, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I said, I don't feel comfortable out there. I don't feel, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like I have command over my pitches. I don't feel like I, 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 I feel like I'm a burden and Roger kind of like laughed. He's like, are, are you serious? Like, and I, and, and I remembered the look that he gave me kind of like, I was like, oh, he's just trying to make me feel good. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be done. And Roger was so cool. And he goes, just sleep on it tonight and, and, and come back. And he goes, Ross, if you're seriously, uh, if, if you think you're done, let, let's send you back to, they, they were like, let's send you back to Vero. Let's have you work with someone like go get it, go get it taken care of. Cause it was a mental thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, just go see somebody, go see somebody. And, uh, I said, yeah, uh, you know, and I went home that night. I had three roommates, uh, Ryan Owen. I think he was an eighth rounder. He was a, he was a, he was out of Wichita state. And then I had a guy named Delwin young, who was a big leaguer. Mm-hmm. Delwin, Delwin young, shout out to Delwin. I haven't talked to him forever, but this dude was one of, he is with my own eyeballs. One of the best hitters I've ever seen mm-hmm. switch. He was a fourth rounder out of, uh, uh, Santa Barbara community college. Mm-hmm. And he, dude, he was so good, but we got, I got home and I, I, I went in and, and, uh, my Ryan was a catcher and he was like, where, where were you at, man? And I just said, oh, I was talking to Roger and Dan. He goes about what? I said, I'm done. I think I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. And Ryan was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And, uh, I said, I, and they were, they were all just like, Hey man, think about it, you know, and, 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 and God bless them. You know, they're, they're simple minds, which I wish I would have had. They didn't understand the toil that I was experiencing Mm -hmm. and it was such toil. So how was pro ball for me? I'm thankful for it because it's, it's my resume. It's like, it's on my resume and it's like, Oh, it gives me like street cred. Right. But how was pro ball, Jeff? Nothing like I had hoped it would have been. And, and it was, and it wasn't because the bus trips were long and the, and the, uh, it was the, the, the grind of my mind. And, and I, the grind of my mind was because of Kansas state. Uh, there's no question. I don't blame anybody at Kansas state. I'm the one that made the decision, but I, it was, it was going there and it was like, you stunted yourself and even you probably went down and it's not, it wasn't, I had some good teammates. I got all my opportunities, but the other circumstances that were around it, you know, you, you, um, I mean the, 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 the our junior year, our junior year at Augustana, um, Ryan and I were called on day one of the draft and they were like, will you guys sign in the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th round? Will you sign rounds 15 through 20? And we told them, no, Ryan never got drafted. Uh, we, we never got, I got drafted and I got drafted by the Brewers. And I didn't even know who the hell they knew who I was. And we told them, we told them no on that day one. And I look back at that and I'm like, man, if I would have gone when I was at Augustana, uh, I think my, cause I would have, it would have been the Brewers in the class of 2001 with Prince Fielder. I would have, the way I felt about myself yeah. and how simple it was, it was fastball, curveball. And you know what? 
this is the advice. This is where I try to go with it. So like, I am thankful for what I had. Don't give me any, there's no pity party. I'm bummed that it didn't, it didn't work out. Like I wasn't this, um, absolute stud. Um, but I look back at it and I'm like the conversation that I had with Brewer, um, the way Roger was to me, um, I didn't get released when other guys were getting released. Um, they wanted to send me back to Vero. I look back I look at all these things and, and, and I, and I'm like, I think if somebody would have come to me, um, sooner and said, um, and it's not, 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 not someone's responsibility, but I wish I would have known sooner that if they said, Russ, you could have pitched in the big leagues for 15 years with your fastball and your curveball. And are you good with just throwing one or two innings at a time? I'd have been like, hell yeah. Hey, there was a dude named, there was a dude named Jason Frazier. You, I don't know if you know the name, but he pitched for the Toronto Blue. This dude was a mainstay in the Toronto Blue Jay bullpen for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he and I got to know each other in, in spring training. He was, I was in low A, he was in high A. This dude was 5'8". I mean, I'm 5'8", 5'9". I'm, you know, we'll give, our, we'll give myself six foot, but we'll probably more like 5'11". Okay. And, but I'm like, he was shorter than I was. Yeah. But he, he was 94 to 96 with a badass hook. And he knew I'm not a starter. I don't need to learn a change up. I don't need to, this is who I am. And I'm going to go live in this role for three outs a game, three games a week. And that's when I, when I, when I coach kids or when I talk with kids or when I talk about future, I feel like it's so important to try to do your best to help them to understand who they are early on. Because if someone would have pulled me aside, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what my identity was to no fault of anybody else, but I wish I'd have been smarter with myself and said, that's, that's what you have. This is what you have. And you got away with it. Yeah, dude, there's not a lot of guys at that, you know, at, at all those levels. I mean, even when I was the division one level, Texas, I don't want to shut those guys, shove it up their butts for eight innings. We ended up losing like three or four, nothing, whatever it was, but the year they won the national championship in 2002, I'm pitching deeper into the game. I'm in the eighth inning and I'm shoving, I'm living on two pitches, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if, 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 if I was coaching me, what I would have done with me, not Brett, I think Brett McCabe did an amazing job, but how I would have handled my arm and my, 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 uh, my mentality. I was a dick on the mound. I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted the ball. I wanted yeah. to get after it. I'd be like, get your ass at the end, back of the bullpen and go stop every, every game that you, that we have, go, go be the closer, finish it, be done with it. And let's, you, let's ride you to the wheels fall off every single weekend. You're not a starter. Uh, I think that's what the progression was. They were trying to get to in pro ball. But I, I bring up that dude's name, Jason Frazier, because I'm like, uh, I was like, that, that was me. Mm-hmm. That was me. And sure. he did what, I think I could have done with the right mentality. There it is. God, there's so much in there that I, I want to talk about. So mm. I'm going to start with, right, like, I obviously my impression was always like, like you had an air about you on the mound, right? Like, like you, like you mentioned, right? Like, I'm going to go give me the fucking ball. I'm going to go. Don't come out here and ask me how I'm doing and so on and so forth. And so to hear you say like at any point that that like got sapped from you, 
is I mean that's that's it's hard for me to understand because mm. you know like we we were peers not at on the same level I'm aware of that but you I mean I was talking about with Phil right like there were times I had to come in and relieve you right and I knew I didn't throw as hard as you um, but I, when I was on the rubber I I I felt like I threw harder than you I know I didn't Right. <laughs> but it, yeah. like you, you had to have that mindset and it, I'm, it, I'm curious, was there, was it a, um, like a series of events or was there a single singular moment that maybe made you like question something? Cause I, I, yes. And, and here's what it is, Jeff. Um, I don't think it was opening weekend. It was like three weekends in the season. We're at Kansas state and on Friday night and I'm pitching against Nebraska. And back mm-hmm. then Nebraska was top 10. Yeah. And the, if you remember who their Friday night guy was Shane Comini, the dude who was a two time all American, mm-hmm. he was in his senior year. I was in my senior year. He was already a, uh, uh, all American. He was big 12 pitcher of the year, all American. He was everything. And we were playing them in our place and Nebraska came down and the place was packed. And, um, to- Komini and I were going toe to toe and it was the first game where I was like, man, it, it did. It, I think I had like six walks, but he had like seven or eight walks and, and that's a lot. And you're like, I, I remember thinking how bad the umpire was because I, I, I it wasn't myself. Like I felt like I belonged out there mm-hmm. and I was like, I want these people are here to see me. That's the way I always felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting on the bench and I remember watching Komini just look frustrated out there. And he was like a pro. He's like, a, you know, this dude, I mean, I think he got to the big leagues with the, the A's, but he was frustrated at the calls. And I remember, I remember, I remember just, there was that moment in, in a game where I'm like, what am I supposed to throw? Like, I don't know what I'm, where I'm supposed to throw it. If you're and, and it wasn't the umpire's fault, but it was like, I was like, am I losing, am I losing control of the strike zone? And in the reality of it is, is I stayed in through like the seventh or eighth and Komini was out after like the sixth and we ended up winning the game, uh, against Nebraska that on that, on that night one. And, but I remember going in and, and I, I felt good. I felt good about my aura and my presence. And I felt good about what I was able to do. I didn't like that the, the, the walks, but I, I, I personally felt like he doesn't walk anybody and he walked more guys than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a way this is supposed to be. And then I remember having a, a conversation with my pitching coach and um, we, we at Kansas state, he called the pitches and I got it. I got in, I got into it with him halfway mm-hmm. through the season. And I'm like, I can't do this. You, I can't throw, I have to throw what I feel I need to throw and I can't sit how many times I had to step off the mound because one, the sign wasn't coming in fast enough. And two, it was a pitch that I didn't want to, you know, and he would be like, don't shake, you know, and he's like, don't, it was always just, it was always a, he had to call the pitches. And, and then I remember we were going over the, 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 the game to, to speak of the event. And he said, um, he threw a fastball here and the dude swung and missed. We had, he, he cut the plate into five pieces right as a looking at that, yeah. at the 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 right-handed hitters one two three is middle 
four, five. He would, he would, he would, he would let the person behind in the chart tell us where. So they're behind the 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 the, the yeah. you know the sitting home in the plate, stands. but it, yep. it's in the stands. They would say whether it was two or four. The fucking ball's going ninety five miles an hour. How the hell can you tell if it's a one or a two? And the dude swung through it. So his critiques were. Um, you threw a fastball, you got a swing and miss, but it was at a two instead of a one. And you're like, you, you, you start getting picked apart. It's like, it's like a pageant queen. Right. And, and, uh, you're like, she's beautiful. Why are you telling her she's fat? Uh, and, and I remember, and it was, it was, I, I literally had to go in there and like, I had to like diplomatically do it. And I'm like, her f- I'm a, I'm a, I'm a donkey. I'm the guy that you can let go. Let me go be what I'm supposed to be. I'm not saying I'm better than the other guys across the field because every dude you roll out there on Friday night, you're like, oh my gosh, big leader, big leader, big leader. And I'm like, but in reality, I might've been a big leader, just not a starter. And, and let you let the kid go pitch and quit slowing the tempo down and slowing the game down and telling him that he's missing his spots and telling him all yeah. this stuff. And, and there, it's just like games played. And yeah. then you, then, and then on top of that, you hear, uh, when we were at Augustana, man, we, we used to get, and I don't, I'm not, I seriously, I don't care. I'm not bragging about it. I don't care uh, at all. And none of it matters to me, but I'm like, we, we, I got letters all the time, all the time from, from big league clubs and knew all the scouts and, and got talked to all of them and, and, and uh, period. And it was almost to the point where you're becoming friends with some of these guys. And, uh, I knew everything that was going on and Brett let that happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember Brett telling me, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Yeah. And, and, and when we got, when I, when I got to Kansas state, that month, this is what I found out. Uh, I never got letters anymore. And when I got letters, he would, he, a pitching coach would open up the letters. He let me see what he wanted, what he thought was allowable for me to see handwritten letters, whatever it was. He, he, he went through my mail address to me, but it was sent to Toyton family stadium. And I'd be like, what in baseball America as a senior, they had me rated as the number 48 senior prospect in the country. And you're telling me that these guys aren't sending me mail all the time. Where's the mail? Like, like what's going on? Not that I, this is after the fact I didn't, I didn't care about it in the moment, but it was so, it was such an uplifting, encouraging support group at Augustana teammates included. I think we all believed in each other. The coaching staff believed in us. Uh, and, and then you, I go to the other place and, and it's not like that. And it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like an ego was there. I don't want him to feel good about himself. No, it's, this is about me. My dad, my dad met him one time, one or two times. He said, he's a grandstander. That guy's all about himself. And then you start putting the pieces together after the fact. And you're like, he saw what it was. He saw what it was and you can't lie about it. Mm. Uh, he knew what he did and, and it's not his fault, but, but I will say this, you asked for a, you asked for an event that Nebraska game and then being picked apart on yeah. ones and twos and threes and fours and fives. Uh, and there was no context. It's like, well, and then I just remember every game, it was almost like, you're like, I don't want to go do that with him. Yeah. I don't want to go do that with him. And uh, you lose 
I lost my like, 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 like not love because I love the game of baseball, but I lost that, um, that energy that I, that big D E energy that I had. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and once that goes away, dude, good it's luck finding it back, because for sure. Yeah. Good luck for finding sure, it. Man. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's an event, but it's also death by a thousand paper cuts. It right? was, um, it really was, you know, you, you start to develop this paralysis by analysis, right. Mm. And you, you know, professionally I've been in those moments where, you know, like you're winning shit, right. Um, you're winning big deals, you're closing deals and like, you should be excited. And, um, you, you, you feel good about what you just accomplished through whatever, you know, medium you're in. And then someone steps in and says, well, you could have done this. It's like, you know, that's just such, it's such poor leadership, right? You know, to not recognize, let somebody enjoy their success. You can have those conversations at some point. Um, maybe, but at the same time, like if it's working, like let it work and let somebody, as you mentioned, right? Like, and, and I was going to ask like, so what did you learn through all of this? How do you try to like, um, you know, how do you try to impart this? And I know what you're doing and how you try to impart it on people and just like making sure you find the right fit and all of these things. Cause man, like, as you mentioned, so many of those things, like that can just kill you, um, eventually and like sap your passion and your Dude, energy yeah. in, in whatever Jeff, it is. Jeff. And, and I, I know you've got about a, a million listeners now at this point. And, and I want to, I want to say this, I, I really do want to say this. Baseball. I love baseball. You know, mm-hmm. that it, it, it meant everything to me. Um, the way things, the, the, the lack of preparation on me, for handling those moments. Um, how can I say this? Um, what it, what it, what it, what it caused. And I've talked with many former teammates, uh, even, you know, pro teammates that have kind of went through similar things is the depression and the anxiety that I felt in my afterlife. Mm. I know that, you know, similar, you have, you, you can relate similarly. Um, the depression, the anxiety, the, um, lack of direction, the sadness, the man, I I was a wreck for my mid to late, late twenties, mid twenties. And I think it kind of clicked over when I was probably about 30 where I started to get out of it. Uh, but, um, I put, I put too much faith. I put too much, I put too much, I wasn't well balanced. I was too, I I wasn't, it was the most important thing in my life and it shouldn't have been. Um, and I, but I did the best I could. I did the best I could with what I knew. And and I'm like, I, I think, you know, I look back at it. I'm like, I was never scared. I was never scared. I wanted it. I wanted to be the guy. I wanted the lights on. Um, I, and I knew when that was gone, um, and I started feeling the way I was feeling about myself, I knew I was like, 
I, I need to go get this. I need to go chill and just mm. do something different, you know? And, and it, and it sucked. It ended that way because uh, I remember calling my parents that night and my mom and dad were just like, they didn't even know what to say because they weren't anticipating that. You sure. know, you, you talk about being a big leader your whole life. And, uh, and then, and then it's just, it's like, it's like gone and you're like, wow, what do I do now? And and then when people hear, well, even for me, I'm like, well, you, you quit, I quit. And I'm like, I felt like I was relieving myself. I'm like, dude, just, just get away from it, get away sure. from it. And, um, before, before just get away from it and try to figure it out. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I did not expect right. Um, our conversation to have the beginning and like go to this point, you know, where it real realistically, like what you're talking about is a a lot of what we were talking about at the beginning and like knowing who you are and like being like comfortable in it. And it's, I'm super thankful you, you, shared that because I think there's a lot of people who have gone through something like that where they they just have to walk away from something that they want to be doing or maybe mm. find a new opportunity in that mm. world or whatever because they're just they're so not who they are in those scenarios and it's crazy to think about right because I, I would guarantee you almost everybody listening to this and I, in my head, I was like, man, like, I can't imagine that you were struggling mentally when you had a guy who was in charge of the pitchers saying you are a year away. Right. But yeah. that's like how fucking intense that spiral can be mentally. And to know, like, to hear you talk about, this is what I would do if I was a coach. Right. It's an interesting conversation point because I think a lot of people like our age and up, they look at this mental stuff and they kind of, uh, some people think of it as just a bunch of fucking foo-foo lily shit. But man, like you mentioned, like if you feel like you are the guy all like through and through, you're the guy, you know, like you're, you're the fucking guy. You might not win every game, but you're going to keep you're going to work harder you're going to you're going to keep grinding and keep putting in the work and you know get a breakthrough and the success will come and all those things and to sap that from somebody and make them not want to put in the effort anymore there's so many people out there i'm sure um you know there'll probably be some people who be like well they're just not fucking mentally tough enough maybe that's the case i don't fucking know right i didn't i never made it there but I know there's a lot of people who struggle with that shit, not only in the sports world. And it, it, that's good leadership now is like recognizing, as you mentioned, like who fucking cares if it was a one or a two, the dude missed, right? That's who exactly cares right. if I didn't get my point across clearly enough in a presentation, they bought it, you know, like you don't have to beat me with it because it wasn't your win after the fact, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, let me have my moments. You know what, you know what, Jeff, like for so many years, this is exactly how I felt from the age of, let's just say the, 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 when I was done playing pro ball, 23, 24, whatever that was to about 30, I felt like a complete fraud. 
I lived my life as a fraud. I, I was, I felt like complete fraud. Mm. I felt, I felt like what, what happened to that guy? Um, what does he have now? Um, I felt like, uh, I felt so fake and I couldn't, I felt so ashamed of myself. I felt ashamed that I let my family down, my friends down my, and and again, these are my thoughts. They're not Mm -hmm. what people were thinking, but they're my thoughts. And I remember thinking you're not worthy of their adoration anymore. And you're not special anymore. You don't have anything in, 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 in the reality of it is, is, that's me having my identity in baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my identity is so much greater than baseball. Uh, and, and it took a long time to, to learn that, but, but I felt so fake and it led me down so many ugly paths in life. And dude, <laughs> it, thank God I'm still alive. And, and thank God I have, uh, an amazing wife and amazing kids. Mm-hmm. And because I know we're sitting here, Oh, poor baseball player. No, no, man. That was my, my life. That was my love. That was my passion. Right. And when you, when you, when you, when it, when it's gone, whatever that is, insert baseball, whatever it is, you insert yeah. that. And it's your God because it, it was, um, you do. I, I became somebody who, and in reality, I, talked myself into, I was like, I'm a fraud. And I, I lived that I was, I was being fraudulent. I I didn't care about my relationships. I didn't care about, I didn't care if I hurt people. I didn't care the way I was speaking to to be like, I I could numb it, you know, I Mm -hmm. could, uh, whatever it is, drink, I could, but, but it's, it's when I, when I started to really start to ground myself in my faith, and know that my identity is, is as a Christian and my worth is in him. And, and I mean that. And then I'm like, okay, that started to make more sense to me. But then I started not feeling fake. And here's why I didn't feel fake. I was like, how many other people can say that a pitching coordinator told them you're a year away from the big leagues? I started being logical with it, but I didn't see the logic. So all those things that I told you about, those are like after the fact realizations. Like I had that conversation and, uh, one of my teammates, uh, came to me one, one day after, uh, and he's just like, you realize you're probably gonna be in the big leagues at the end of this year. And I'm, I was like, what? But you hear these things. And my whole point is you, you, my, 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 my identity is not in baseball. My, my identity is in like, I'm Jeff's friend. I'm a Christian. I'm Tom and Debbie's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not baseball. You know what I'd like to think? I'd like to think that uh, um, I can do whatever I want to do. And I like to think that, you know, people can would follow me um, because I, I have passion about life and, and, and that I, and that I want to help people and that I, I want to do right by people. And, and when you start to come to those realizations about yourself, that your value is so much more than a stupid game or a stupid insert, whatever you want, that's when you start like really like living and being thankful. And then, and then saying, you know, cause I remember I used to, I used to play these conversations out in my head 
and be like, uh, what if I ever have to talk about my stats with somebody? Sure. You know, I'd be like, did you throw 95? Um, I did. Um, have you, have you insert whatever you want? Have you done this? Have you? And then I'm like, it's not about that. It's not about a stat. It's not about, it's about an experience. It's about who you are as a person. And when I, when I started to get comfortable with myself, I started to be logical. And I was like, the stuff that I think matters doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's time. And it was like the anxiety that I lived for freaking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to say a good three, four years, dude. It was intense, Mm -hmm. was miserable. It bled into every area of my life. There are people still to this day that have no idea that, I was going through some of that stuff. And, and, and I remember watching a, I remember watching a, um, and this was God giving me a gift, uh, you know, like when I was like 30, I got to like see a presentation I gave on, on video. And I remember being so nervous and I'm like, I'm assuming so I'm going to screw this up. I'm going to screw it up. And I remember I was like, that was me. That's pretty good. <laughs> you did good. You didn't, you didn't even look nervous. Yeah. And, and what I, what I, what I'm saying is like, you know what God gave me? And I'm, I'm using myself as an example, but he's like, God gave you the ability to be a leader. God gave you the ability to be nervous as hell, but not show it. Uh, God gave you the ability to adjust and learn and move on. Um, and I started to realize you said something at the beginning of it. It's not as bad as we, we think it is. Mm-hmm. And to me, to me, Hey, I'll, I'll finish it with this. I went and I saw a sports psychologist a year after I quit baseball. I, I couldn't get over it. And I went and sat down this guy that used to do work with the Kansas city Royals in, in Kansas city, uh, in Kansas city. And, uh, he tested me and there were six categories. You go in, you take a test scale of one to 99. I come back second time, of course, cause he wants to charge me another 200 bucks. <laughs> but, uh, he's like, Ross, I've never seen this before. And I'm like, he's working with big leaders at the time. And I go, is that best? I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. He goes, he goes, he scored a 99 on all six. I said, what the hell does that mean? And he starts breaking these categories down. He said, you have the most extreme of every one of these things. And he goes, what I want to tell you is if this would, if you would, if we were in here and it was you, it was good you'd be, you'd be, you'd be on TV and everybody would know you, but, but you're, we're not in here because it's good. It ate at you. If you would have known how to use that passion, use those qualities the right way. So what I heard him say after is like, if I would have known how to use my gifts that God gave me and I would have glorified God, I would have got what I, what I wanted. And he's like, unfortunately for you as unbelievable how much strength that is because he's like you think you're mentally weak he goes man you were the opposite but he goes here's what happened um it works both ways and you gotta know when to be able to turn it off to turn it on and you've got to know where to be able to live in the middle yeah and i was like holy buckets mm-hmm. that was something dude absolutely man that's crazy that's crazy. So essentially, saying, right, like the fact that you were able to do what you were doing, given what you were going through, just kind of shows like how tough you were, 
mentally, like at the time, because oh. most people would be like, you know, standing on the edge of a building type shit. Dude, I, 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 I dude, it was crazy. And, nuts, and I'm, I'm thankful for all of it. I'm thankful for all of it. And I'm, but I look back at it, I'm like, that was a heck of a ride, man. And there were a lot of good times and there were a good amount of bad times. Mm-hmm. And, but the things that I take away now at this point, I'm like, look, baseball, schmaceball. I got you, you're one of my best friends. I've got all these guys that I'm friends with that, that I played with. I got, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for everything that Absolutely, I went through man. and truly, man, I, I am, I am, I'm just, uh, I'm more grateful than I ever have been. And, 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 and I mean it like, you know, I know I'll send you, you know, some, you know, sappy crap every once in a while. Like what I sent you the other day, I'm able to feel that and really communicate it now and yeah. say, no, this is how I feel. Sure. And, and, uh, that feels good, you know, to be able to communicate with people because there was, there was a period of my time in my life where I was like, I burned those bridges and they're gone. And, and cause I didn't know how to handle myself. And I, I certainly didn't know how to handle myself around people, you know, yeah. because I was, I was in my own head and I'm like, I'm, I'm so thankful that I learned so much from that. And, and now I'm, I feel like I see people for what they are and, and I'm thankful for that and thankful for who they are and, and, and able to see what they're good at. And I'm empathetic and I want to listen and I want to help and I want to coach, you know? So it's all, it was all, it was all made to be, you know, it's crazy dude. I, Cause I didn't yeah. even know, I didn't know that stuff, you know? And unfortunately yeah. like this was a time when like, <laughs> we're going to date ourselves, right? Like cell phones really weren't like what they are now, you know what I, I mean? Know. So like we had all kind of like split and just kind of went, in a direction and like lord knows right like i, I mean I, I told you about it right like i felt like lost mm. like as a human because my career was over right and it's just like well now what you know and you're you just struggling so like i can't imagine going through that at that time and like not having necessarily like that the the ability to kind of like connect as easily as you can now that's yeah, man. And, 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 and you just, you feel, you just feel so lost and you're, and it's, uh, it's a desperate, desperate feeling, but sure. it's, um, it, it takes those experiences for yeah. us to understand how we need to center ourselves now. And now what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you say? Like, okay, well, I'm going to try to help my kids with, you know, we know they're going to go through adversity. Mm-hmm. So, let's make sure we're, we're, we're teaching them the right things and giving them the right coping methods and skills and, um, direction. I mean, that's really what the goal is, you know, um, because life is just so short, man. It's so short. And it's in the, uh, in the words of Tom Petty, most things I worry about never happen anyway. I mean, couldn't be said any better than that. I mean, that is the, you can, you, you can spend your time worrying or you can spend your time conquering and just figure it out. Go like, okay. I'm just point like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. brother. Absolutely. Oh shit. What else is good? You want to talk about anything else, man? Probably need to, what do we got? Nine forty-five. I told the old lady I'd be done by about nine fifteen. Yeah, no, I mean we, that was good, dude. It, it, dude, it, yeah. was, it was a very well-rounded conversation. It started and it came right back to where we started. I love that. I, I'm I'm thankful that I got to tell you 
about what happened because you know what? I haven't told many people, but like truly told yeah. people what happened and gave that. them the, yeah. And, and, and it's because it's something that it's something that do you think about this podcast, man? Why'd you start this podcast? Jeff? Uh, life lessons for my kids, right? You know, it's one of the big things, right? So they can learn from me and my words and my stories for my kid, you know, and my friends, right? Like, a, and you know, I'm not the answer, right? Like there's, we're a collective unit as a species, right? And so like. You're, you're, you're part of the answer. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm going to have some pearls of wisdom. Um, and if I can give people a platform to kind of share some of theirs, mm. and my kids can learn from that and hear, you know, two adult men talking about this stuff, like. Hopefully it helps them at some point in their life. You know, who knows? You, you, you told me when you first started this podcast, you said it was essentially therapy for you and, and it was it reconnecting you and, yeah. and helping you kind of remember who you are. Right. And, sure. and I think it's done so much more than that. And, and the fact that I'm even comfortable again, I, I'm not scared to say anything that's happened in my life at this point, but I'm thankful that I was able to share that with you because you're, you're, you're able to, and you're willing to accept who I am, you know, you know, like that's a big deal or anything with the, with, you know, what I went through, but it's, it's think about just the, the purpose of your podcast is therapy. It's, 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 uh, talking about things that maybe you're uncomfortable to talk mm -hmm. about sometimes for sure. And, and it's okay to feel that way. And, and more than anything, I'm thankful that I was able to tell you as a friend, I can't believe I've never said that. I've never had that conversation with Andy. I've never right. had that conversation with Teddy. Um, and I'm, I'm having it with him right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, you know what, there, there are things probably that I said tonight that I probably haven't even told my parents that I haven't, you know, like I, I don't go around saying, um, Hey, the pitching coordinator for the Dodgers, who cares? Right. Who cares? Sure. Like, yeah. but, but <laughs> when, but, but when, when I'm confident in who I am at, at this place in my life, I'm, I am confident in who I am and where I was. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I don't, I don't care. What I care about is, uh, helping people. Mm -hmm. If I can help somebody with something, I will do it. I want to be a good person. I want to be, I want to make my, you know, I want to make my, my savior proud. I want to make my family, my parents, my all, everybody, my friends proud. But I, but I, I, um, I'm just thankful for, I'm thankful for the opportunity to tell you that because you're the person it's easy to tell you those things. And that, that's the point I was making before we even started recording the, the podcast. You are this podcast, dude, man, the fact that you're the, the, what you draw out of people, and the way you listen and the, the questions you ask, you're a thought provoking, uh, but it, but it makes you feel good. I feel better that I said what I said to you tonight. I, I love it. I love that, man. You know, and it's as a, as a man, um, well, a human, right. It's nat natural to not like be sharing those stories. Like, so willy nilly. Cause as you mentioned, like a bunch, like you felt like people were going to judge you on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I think is like, 
so cool hearing people talk about stuff like this is like realizing what they've how they've used it to propel them in a direction in their life right and no one's gonna no one cares you know what i mean like i don't care that you didn't become a pro baseball player you know your parents exactly. don't you know no one really is gonna love you any less because of it yeah. if, if anything that's right. people you're gonna get more fake bullshit in your life because you made it you know what I mean? Like yep. the, the real ones were never going to like fall away no matter what, you know what I mean? So, but it's natural to kind of be anxious about sharing what happened because it was so much of you at a certain point, you know what I mean? And to, yeah. to admit like, Hey, like this happened, here's where I'm at or to express like, here's where I'm at now. Here's how I use it. Like that's what life is. You know what I mean? Is yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna go through shit at some point, at you know, in some form or fashion. And so, like, how how do you let that shape you moving forward? You you, you, you know, know what? I, mean? I, I I'm 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 a big believer in like I can see it in your eyes. I'm a big believer in what I can see in somebody's eyes when I'm talking with them. And I remember a dude two years after. No, no, no. Let's see, four years after. I'm starting to heal. Right. And I got back into baseball and I'm coaching and a kid comes into the facility that I'm working at and his parents sign him up to do lessons with me. And we start playing catch and I could see it in this dude's eyes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we don't need to be talking about mechanics. We need to be just talking about like mentality and, mm -hmm. and uh, this guy needs to be loved and he needs to be told that it's okay to feel scared and to feel sure. I'll never forget the conversation I had with him. I'll, I'll keep it short, but, um, I was right about it. And I was like, I remember driving home that night and thinking, thank you, God. If I had to go through what I went through, knowing what I went through so that I could help this kid, it all, it was all for the, the, the greater good. And, and it served its purpose. hundred percent, brother. hundred percent, yeah. man. So, well, thank you, Ross, for sharing that, for sharing your story, hey. man. Like I appreciate it. Um, Cause I didn't know it. And you know, I'm sure there's people out there who have gone or are going through something similarly in their life, yep. um, in whatever realm they operate in. So appreciate it, dude. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll do it again. All right. I'll let you get back to the fam. You said an hour and 15. We, we went hour 40. My apologies. <laughs> blue, blue, blue by that one. Yeah. My apologies. Um, dude. No, it's all good, man. Jeff, I love you, man. I'm proud love of you. Too, I love listening to the podcast. Keep bringing, keep bringing solid people on and just keep doing your thing, dude. It's, it's, it works for everybody involved. So thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Let's, man. uh, let's, let's, well, Hey, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the, we'll do the catching up later with the, the whole podcast. For sure. Uh, since I'm a newbie and I'm, I'm going to get rolling with it. Absolutely, so. brother. All right, man. All right, dude. Hey, Take we'll care. Tell you, the buddy. fam hello, and uh, we'll be, we'll talk again soon. All right. All right. Love you, buddy. Later. Love you, too. Again, as always, thank you, everyone, for checking out the podcast. It, it means, I say it a lot, and I, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. It means the absolute world to me that anybody listens to this and comes along on this journey with me. Hopefully, if you are listening to this, you, you get some stuff out of it. And it's not just, you know, hey, I'm going to support Jeff no matter what. And if you do, please let me know. Uh, I, I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate any and all feedback. Even if you want to tell me I suck or that that guest was dumb. I might fight you, but I appreciate the feedback nonetheless.
Just kidding. All right. Anyways, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Looking forward to continuing this journey. Hope everybody continues to stick around. Have a great week, everybody. Looking forward to catching up with each and every one of you, hopefully in person soon. Be good, everybody. 